Jesse. Hi, Sam. How's how are you? I. <laughs> well, I'm glad I didn't break my foot. <laughs> what did you do to your foot? If you want to share, again. Okay. <laughs> Long story short, I shouldn't play with my child. <laughs> That's right, kids or parents. Don't play with your children. Uh, I uh, was pushing him around in his little tykes car because it has like this little thing that you can hold on to and I stepped on like this plastic lid that I didn't see and I ended up doing the splits and my toe bent in a very unnatural position and we were playing bandit so I had tied up my husband (laughs) and Liam was in the getaway car we were trying to get away from from daddy and and then I screamed for help and he had to like hop to because he was tied up because he was tied up (laughs) yeah it was all innocent but if you left out the playing with the kid part just sounds like real kinky stuff going on oh you know it baby (laughs) I know you you know me (laughs) Uh, well hello hello welcome to true crime and a glass of wine I'm Sam she is Sam. That's Jesse. I am Jesse. And uh, this is true crime and a, and a glass of wine. You think we'd have this figured out by now? <laughs> yeah. Um. Should we tell them now or tell them later? Maybe we should tell them later. I say that t- way they're forced to listen to us first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say later. Okay. Later, alligator. We'll stay tuned for not so fun message. At the end of the sh- don't skip, stop, stop. Just, just listen to her. Just listen to her thing. Okay, okay. Proud of you. W- love you. All right. We're not skipping. So, how's your New Year's uh, resolution stuff going? Well, I am cleaning the shit out of my house. <laughs> I can't believe it. That tidying up show is like super motivational. So, yeah, I watched it before bed. Yeah, that's like the worst time to watch it because you can't sleep because you have to go and clean. My kitchen does have useless stuff. And then I'm like, so that's what I did yesterday is I just, I woke up, got coffee, and then I'm like, I had to meal prep because I want to do Whole30 next month, but I wanted to have meals available for when I can't cook or when I don't want to cook. And I'm like, but my kitchen is dirty. So I did the dishes and then while I was waiting for the dishwasher to get done... We're holding hands now. <laughs> I went through every cupboard and I got rid of a lot of things that we never use. Things I've never even seen before that I swear is from the previous tenants. <laughs> and um, I organized the kitchen and I feel better. Although now I need a box to put all the crap in to go donate. Mm. And now I want to do it the rest of my house. Oh, as soon as yes. you leave, I'm going to pile all my fucking clothing on the bed. I'll help you with it. <laughs> I want to take Jeremy's clothing and pile it next to my pile. Yeah. So I can prove to him that he has more clothes than me. That's going to be funny. You'll have to take I'm a picture. I'm actually looking forward to folding the clothes. The way she does it? Yeah. i got to tell you, <laughs> I will never, ever, ever fold my tank tops any other way now. Because <laughs> that's... I love tank tops. You know me. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, like, my number one thing is a tank top and, and like, my comfy pants, and which is basically what I'm wearing with the shirt over my tank top. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I'm just, like, with her method, I can buy, like, 
10 more tank tops and fit it no, into my one drawer. The point is to not like <laughs> I, I got Jeremy like he's never seen the show. I know he wouldn't appreciate it, but uh I was worried that Jeremy would be pissed that I was gutting the kitchen and then getting rid of things that we don't use. Like there's a yeah. banana hanger that but you hang bananas on. I do, know that's useful, but do you even eat bananas? I have gone back to eating them because I don't know if they're causing me problems anymore, mm-hmm. but I, I dehydrate them because oh. I don't know if it makes it easier for my stomach, but it's like a good sweet treat mm-hmm. for me since I quit eating so much crap. But yeah, and you know, he wasn't really butthurt, so. Well, my room is like completely different than what it used to be. Yeah. And it's, I gotta say, like, just the effort now to keep my room clean has really gone down. Like, it takes me five to ten minutes. Yeah. Instead of, oh god, I'm gonna be in here all day cleaning this yeah. crap up. We, we honestly need to go through and kind of gut this house. And because Declan keeps finding things. Yeah, like I don't that even know what they are. Yeah, he stepped on a sharp piece of plastic coming up the stairs. Yeah, and I'm sure that's from him because he likes to eat and chew and stuff right with plastic. At, right at the very top of the stairs, and it made me take a step back, <laughs> and then I almost lost my balance. And I'm really glad that you have railing because if you didn't have railing for me, I would have tumbled all the way down the stairs. And then I just had to laugh at myself because I was like, that would just be the icing on top of the cake for today. If you lived through that. If not, that's gonna I'll haunt you. So that, yeah, that's good. Will you <laughs> have Simba come back and haunt me? Yeah. Okay. I need both of you guys. <laughs> Simba hasn't really shown up. There's cat litter in the bed again, but I think it's because Declan's hairy toes are starting to show. <laughs> They're starting to get longer. <laughs> Jeremy's like, "There's cat litter in the bed." I'm like, "My ghost son must be here." <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, uh, so what are you doing today? I didn't give you a hint, did I? No. I- I'm gonna. I'm doing the. Uh... Don't tell me what it is. Just like tell me, like how we usually do. Like when we try to decide who should go first. I don't really know if mine's technically a heavy hitter. I don't think it is. I'm focusing on one person and all of their stuff that they've done. Okay, well, I'm doing something different, so I think it's good for last stuff. Okay. So you go first this time. Are we going to hold hands the whole time? I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to take a guess at what I'm doing? Can you give me what years it kind of happened around? Uh, The 20s and the 30s old stuff you know me you know what i like you know how i like it um america that's yep america is ed gein no oh man that would have been a good guess i don't know then (laughs) ed gein's a little earlier than that i think but i'll give you one more hint it's it's the og of mobsters I don't know all the mobsters' names. Like, as soon as you say it, I'm going to go like, oh, is it Al Capone? Yes. Okay. (laughs) I did it to myself. (laughs) Okay. Tell me about Al Capone. All right. So the Roaring Twenties was a crazy time. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Flappers. Flappers. Prohibition and mobsters was the biggest part of America. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. 
but there was one gangster that I want to tell you about. Is it Al Capone? Oh my God! How'd you know? I I just I just guessed. Yeah, the OG of gangsters, baby. Or well, I guess mobsters. Technically, he was a mobster. Is there really a difference? I don't think so. I think. I don't. I don't. Maybe it depends on where you're at. I guess. Yeah. Most of the stuff that I was reading listed him as a mobster. So, I don't know. And then I put, Al Capone, baby! Maybe mobsters are organized crime and gangsters are just, like, kids with spray paints going around and writing 541 I, on the buildings. So, the, in my mind, this is just purely in my mind, I think mob as, a, like, organized crime, but I think as a mobster being, like, higher up in the food chain. Right, that's what I'm kind of thinking of. And then the gangster people are, like, their little lackeys. Yeah. Because or just be, shitheads like, with a lot of the turf. Things, yeah. That's right. Come after me. I don't care. I'll mess you up. <laughs> uh, born in Brooklyn on January 17th, 1899. Oh. Yep. To an immigrant family from Nepal. Uh, he went to school until the sixth grade. And apparently he was 14 in the sixth grade. Okay. That's a little... That's a little old. Yeah. That's a cup that's like three years older than the usual, I think. Yeah, this day and age. Two to three years older. Um, and so he went to school until the sixth grade, uh, and he left after hitting one of his teachers. Okay. So already kind of a violent kid. Uh, he then worked a series of odd jobs, which included a candy store clerk. Okay. And uh, a pin boy. What's a pin boy? Is someone who set up the pins at the bowling alley? Yes! Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. There's a whole bunch of other little random jobs that he did. Um, But during this time, he became a member of the James Street Boy Gang. Were they all a bunch of newsies? Yeah, think newsies. Exactly. Yay! Like, there was, like, an old-timey picture and... It was exactly like the Newsies. They're like... Except for... The boys from Brooklyn version of the Newsies. The ones nobody fucks with. Yes. Yeah. I like Al Capone more Uh, now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that game was notorious for petty crimes and vandalism. So so nothing really hardcore. Angry Newsies. Yeah. Think of angry Newsies. Uh, The game was ran by John Torrio. Torrio was... uh, Had become Al Capone's lifelong mentor. So somebody that he looked up to. At age 16, he became a member of the Five Points for a mobster named Francesco Ioli. Uh, one of Tor- Torrio's associates. So kind of like his friend who had like a game. Um, Al Capone worked as a bartender for the brothel saloon ran by the gang. And it was called Harvard Inn. So it was like, sounded classy. It was not. Oh. <laughs> How was it not classy? It sounded like where law students went. Yeah, no. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, By 21, he had already been involved in the inner workings of the gang and committed several violent crimes now. Like shankings and and robbing people. You only shank people if you're in prison. You You stab people when you're on the outside. Okay. Well, he stabbed some people. Okay. He had... (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then he ended up having a gun. So, and robbing people at gunpoint. And that kind of, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. Doing odds and ends and 
being what a gangster be. I really <laughs> messed up the sentence and I don't know if I can... Okay. Okay, so during this time he made a remark about one of the younger members' sister. What kind of remark? I don't know because all of a sudden it goes into the next sentence and then I think I see the rest of the sentence down further. So somehow I... Did you do this at 8 a.m. after being up all night too? Kinda. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. This was and, the and last thing la- I did before I went to bed. Anyway, so he makes he makes this uh this remark about this guy's sister, and the guy basically got pissed off, took out a razor, and slashed Al Capone's face. Oh, like actually trying to kill him, but didn't just slashed his face. Uh, later on, he would be known as Scarface. Oh, I had no idea that yeah, all that this was, was connected. That was, uh, I guess, who Scarface was, was Al Capone. So. That makes sense. I've never seen the movie, but... Yeah. I haven't either, and I have a feeling that Jeremy would yell at me for that. <laughs> so maybe we should watch the movie sometime. I don't know. It looks boring, except for that one scene. <laughs> so 1909. Trio... Uh, ends up leaving and goes to Chicago to work under this guy named Bit Jim Col- uh, Colosimo. Okay. Okay. And so he's working under Big Jim Colosimo, and about 10 years later, in 1919, Al Capone moves to be with Trio again. And pretty much as soon as Al Capone arrives, like within a week, Big Jim was assassinated to make way for Trio to become the new ruler of Chicago. And almost everybody believes it was Al Capone who did the assassination. So Al Capone's like a samurai. Kind of. Of Chicago. <laughs> Chicago, yeah. <laughs> uh, so he does, but they had no hard proof. So they couldn't make the crime stick, like the prosecution tried. How was he assassinated? Uh, bullet? Something boring? Yeah, just a regular old it was boring bullet Poor shot. guy. So... That was in 1919. In 1924, they murdered Joe Howard for retribution of one of their friends being murdered. So kind of like this whole thing of they weren't sure that this guy had done it, but they heard that this guy did it. So they went and just murdered him. Fair. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's fine. Uh, Once again, the prosecution failed to indict him. They couldn't get enough evidence. They couldn't get it to stick. Uh, Trio and Capone then murdered another gang leader in his flower shop. I did not know that that would... I never pictured them owning like a flower it's shop. It's got to be like a cover, right? Or whatever yeah. for laundering or something, maybe? Yeah, pretty much. So Dan O'Brien uh, was murdered, and his murder shook his friends, George Bugs Marone. Okay. Okay. Into basically like a serious anger frenzy. And after, after that, Bugs had put on a hit on Toriel. And that didn't stick. Like, a couple assassination attempts happened. He didn't die. Um, Toriel did end up doing a small stint in jail. Al Capone was got free of everything. But because of the near-death brushes, Toriel decided to pass on the torch to Al Capone. And now Al Capone is the king of Can Chicago. You do that? Can you just be like, I'm tired of being king, but I don't want to, I don't want to pass the legacy on for my death, so I'm just gonna give it to you. 
Yeah, pretty. So you can't come after me anymore. I'm not the leader. No. Well, he he left and retired to Italy. So he just oh. left the United States altogether. He's like, I got my money. You know, I'm I'm kind of done with these people trying to kill me. He's like, Al Capone, can you meet me at the airport? I need to hand you a note right when I get on the plane. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's your job now, or yeah. Yeah. your so problem. He's like, he like passes on the torch <laughs> And then too. runs on the plane before he can be killed. <laughs> yeah. So now Al Capone is in charge of it all, the whole shabam. Okay. Which they had an even bigger brothel that Al Capone was running Hell in yeah. Chicago. So did he, did he want this? Oh yeah, he he idolized Torrio. Oh okay, yeah. She so was like, I could fill the fuck out of these shoes. Yeah, they were like thickest thieves. They were best friends. He idolized this guy, and so he was like all for taking over. Not bad for a kid who dropped out of <laughs> right <laughs> in sixth grade. Yeah, you know now so he's you can like, accomplish great things without education. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so. Gambling, prostitution, and bootlegging, he had his hand in all of it. Mm -hmm. Pretty much if it was illegal, Al Capone had something to do with it. He was he was in everything. 1926, he went into hiding after accidentally killing Mick Swiggin. <laughs> I'm telling you the names in this. Oh, Is yeah. this one of my ancestors? I don't know. It sounds Irish for more than one reason. <laughs> Mick Swiggin. Okay. Which. It's kind of. Okay. So he accidentally kills this guy who happens to be basically a runner for their bootleg thing. Mm -hmm. But he was also friends with like other gangs and stuff. So he was affiliated with more than just Al Capone. Okay. And yeah. Well, Al Capone goes to attack this rival gang, starts shooting. McSwiggin and his friends were taking a stroll after drinking some of the booze that they were running. They drink? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> McSwiggin was a swiggin. <laughs> and yeah, he, he died. So, uh, yeah, but he was never convicted for that either, Al Capone. No. No. Because... I'm assuming, because back then, that uh, the police were rather owned. Yeah, there was there was dirty and paid cops. to turn the other way. But I think a lot of people were actually really afraid to say anything against Al Capone. I imagine, this. yeah. Uh, 1927. So he's he's worth quite a bit. You want to take a, a guess at how much at this time that he's worth? And he's only been in charge of the whole operation for just a little while now. I really don't. A hundred million. A hundred million? I was not going to guess that high at all. Is yeah. that today's money or back then money? That was back then money. Holy shit. He, what is that in today's money? <laughs> I did not look that up. <laughs> Don't need to. No. A hundred million. That's a, that's holy a cow. shit ton. I was like, holy shit. Is the, the money's red, right? It's covered in blood. Oh, all of it. Yeah, all of it's covered in blood. And other body <laughs> fluids. <laughs> Like, why is why is this money red? Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Al Capone was most notoriously known for ordering the hit against Bugs Malone. So, so they still those those guys are still feuding. Is Bugs Malone related to Mike Malone? I don't think No wait, so. that's Malloy. Never mind. Her favorite Irish drunken dude sure who doesn't do. die. <laughs> You've heard of the say 
the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Yeah. Yeah. So Al Capone is most notoriously known for ordering the hit against Bugs Malone's gang on February 14, 1929, the Valentine's Day Massacre. Okay. And it was the most bloodiest gang fight in history. Okay. Okay. Seven men were gunned down by a machine gun outside of a garage. Holy shit. Just, they just spray and pray, basically. No praying. No just praying. spraying. Just spraying. <laughs> um, well, it worked because he pretty much killed off all the major members of that gang. Wow. But here's the catch. Al Capone was in Florida at the time. And once again, they couldn't find any evidence linking him to it. That and they just really couldn't care because they were paid not to, basically. <laughs> Probably. So They just go, Al, uh, was this you over here? And he's like, what are you going to do about it? And they're like, nothing. We just, we're just glad that we got you... And we don't have to look anymore. Mm-hmm. I have a I have a feeling it was like everybody knew he did it, but nobody was going to touch that. Right. You know, I have a feeling too that he had a couple of hired goons in the police force that were getting rid of any evidence because oh, sure. the FBI has like most of my information I actually got from the actual FBI page. Like, oh, cool. Yeah, because they were big into trying to catch him and they kept on hitting these snags where all of a sudden there's just no physical evidence and nobody will testify and nobody like you know it never occurred to me before that the fbi might have a website or does have a website yeah i just <laughs> it's fbi.com it's f it's fbi.gov oh, yeah gov yeah okay <laughs> and i was like all right this should be pretty they get know. all their information from wikipedia too <laughs> So yeah, he he walked from that too. Can you believe it? So that's several murders that he's supposedly has done or has done and, right. and hasn't done a single day in jail for it. However, shortly after this, right, he does a 10-month stint in the Philadelphia prison for a concealed weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. okay. All right. And then 1931. Wait. I want to know more about this concealed weapon. What was it? The concealed weapon was a little tiny pistol. Hidden in his sleeve or sock or something? It was in his pocket. Okay. That's it. I don't know why, but I wanted to picture like anything else. Like, like ridiculous. A, like, like a submachine like gun. Like a Tommy <laughs> gun like in his back pocket that he forgot to cover with his jacket. Or like uh, uh, Dundee's fucking knife <laughs> or like a boomerang or no, something it was it was like a little six re- six shooter revolver just like a little tiny smaller than my yeah way smaller so than just yours. like a tiny, tiny uh, little, gangster yeah like, quick out gun doesn't make a lot of noise yeah does the job if you're like two feet away from the person yeah pretty much <laughs> that's that's what he got that's he did funny. it 10 months and that was like very shortly after that so there you go for that. And then in 1931, he was convicted of 22 counts of federal income tax evasion. If you're going so to be a mobster with so much money, you got to pay your taxes. Yeah, don't have them breathing down your neck. But here's here's my thought on this. Okay, the FBI guys who were not paid 
off by Al Capone were probably getting really freaking pissed. Right. And they're like, we got to figure out something. So if we can't get him for these murders, we got to put him away for something else. Mm -hmm. And they're like, tax evasion. (laughs) All right. Pay your tax. By the way, tax season's coming up. Pay your taxes. Unless you Mm -hmm. want to end up in Alcatraz. Oh, yeah. That's where he ends up. How'd you know? Um, Haunted podcasts. Oh, yeah. I was actually going to go into the hauntings and stuff, too. I can't wait. All right. So, 22 counts of federal income tax evasion, and on the 12th, on June 12th, sorry. Hell yeah, six that's days, six days after my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, convicted of conspiracy, conspiracy, just the conspiracy to violate the prohibition. Can you be imprisoned for conspiracy? I didn't think so, but apparently back then, you can. Oh. And he did get some extra time tacked onto his sentence for the 22 counts of federal income tax. Are these all the things that sent him to Alcatraz? Yep. Really? This is what sent him to Alcatraz. So it was definitely, this is why we're sending you to prison, but it's not really why we're sending you. So He started off in a different prison in Philadelphia, and then he ended up getting transferred to Alcatraz within like several months, basically. What did he do in that prison to get sent there to was, Alcatraz? There was nothing. He just got sent to the new prison, Alcatraz, for... Oh, it was oh. new back then. Yeah, it was, it was just brand new. Okay. Brand spanking new. Let's yeah. build a prison on a rock. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Outside San Francisco. Uh, yeah. Look at me. Look at you. I know smart. where everything's at. You're so smart. Ask me where any human being is. Not people, but like the coffee place. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he's supposed to do 11 years, which he spent most of it at Alcatraz. As I said, he did start out at a different prison, but it was like only for a few months. So it wasn't very long. And then he goes to Alcatraz. And then in 1939, he's released due to medical needs mm-hmm. for his, I'm probably going to butcher this, but it's Paris, Parsis, Parisis. Parsis something. It's the late stage of syphilis. Why did you just say syphilis? <laughs> that's how I know that it wasn't a very high class oh. brothel. They yeah. had syphilis. <laughs> syphilis is an is STI, right? Yeah. Yeah. Does it itch or something? Or like, <laughs> I don't know. I've never... Why do you have to be... like You're in prison and you have a sex disease. Just itch it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know, know what it does. <laughs> I don't know. But you want to talk about his prison cell for just a moment? I want to talk about syphilis. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not prepared for that conversation. <laughs> I thought you would want to know about the the prison cell. What if we actually stop the podcast? And just talk about syphilis. <laughs> yeah. And just like, all right, let me get my phone. Let's talk about these are real problems. Let's talk about syphilis. <laughs> well, we could. I mean, I got my phone out. I could look up. The symptoms of late stage syphilis so that we know what it is. Let's do it. <laughs> I'll do it online. Okay. While you're doing that, I'm going to tell you about his. No, no. <laughs> no. Oh, fine. Okay. Take, take a second. I was going to spell it. Fun fact syphilis doesn't start with a C. No. I thought it started with a C. It doesn't. So, it's the first thing that we need to know about syphilis uh, it spreads by sexual contact. Yes. 
it's treatable by a medical professional. Yes. So Alcatraz needs to get some doctors. <laughs> okay. Um, it resolves within months. Mm-hmm. It's a long time to be itchy. And Unless left untreated. Sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, here's some symptoms. The incubation period for primary syphilis is 14 to 21 days. Symptoms of primary syphilis are small, painless, open, sore, or ulcers, called a something, on the genitals, mouth, skin, or rectum. Where do you think his syphilis was? Probably on the rectum. (laughs) (laughs) It heals by itself in three to six weeks. Enlarged lymph nodes in the area of the sore. Hmm. Mm. Oh, symptoms in males. A skin rash that causes small reddish brown sores. Sores in your mouth, vagina, or anus. Men don't have vaginas. So anus. Uh, Fever. Mm. Swollen glands. Mm. Weight loss. I mean, yeah, there's your... uh, (laughs) Hair loss, headache, and extreme tiredness because you itch so bad. Now, now look this up and, and see what oh. it says. Uh, it's P-A-R-E-S-I-S. And it just said late stage of syphilis. And I'm just curious because it's like it's a different condition that's caused from syphilis. A condition of muscular weakness caused by nerve damage or disease. Partial paralysis. Hmm. Inflammation of the brain in the later stages of syphilis causing progressive dementia and paralysis. Okay. Well, don't we just learn a lot on this podcast? The more you know. <laughs> the more you know. Um, Please continue. Okay. We we're I... now back to your regularly program. Sprung? Sprung. We're now back to your regularly scheduled program. Okay. <laughs> so you want to know about his room? Yeah. Do I have to look up anything else? No. Okay. His, he, like, okay, so when you picture Alcatraz and you picture jail, you picture a cot. And leaky, wet, cold. Stone floors and uh, and not so nice toilet. Maybe a bucket. Yeah, and and you you picture it being, like, really shitty. A shitty bucket. He had a luxury bed, a nice reclining chair. He had a desk with a whole bunch of books, like bookshelves and stuff. Didn't they preserve it for the tour? Yeah, they did. He had his own record player in there. They made him very comfortable. He had special linens brought in. So, like, yes, he was supposed to be spending time in jail, but they made his room into almost like a luxury resort hotel room. Yeah. If you you compare it to, like, all the other, other jail cells. That you he didn't know, actually have to share with anybody. He had it to himself, too. Do you know why? Because he had so much money, he was able to pay his way into having a better stay. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That or, like, you know, because he's so... He paid off... He basically paid off everybody at the prison. Yeah. He had enough money to do that. He can get dirt on anybody, too, I imagine. Yeah. If anything... Uh, he w- was still pretty much running his operation in Chicago as well. Do we know what his meals were like? I imagine they're he, better, were they? You know, I don't... I know that he had steak a few times, but he actually liked lobster. So he did eat it, and I'm pretty sure um, that's why he ended up... That's why lobster... Okay, this is... 
just me remembering like a conversation that I had about with my dad uh-huh. about Al Capone. And my dad told me this, so I don't know if it's true. Okay. But like lobster as a bottom feeder was considered like it was cons- poor man's food. Poor man's food until Al Capone, because he had it when he did a stay in prison, ended up loving it. And then started selling it and having it at one of his restaurants that was a front for his business that a lot of high class, that rich, fancy sense. people. I like and to then, think of it that way. And then afterwards, lobster became like this really expensive yeah. thing. It's fact. So. Even if it's not, it's fact now. It's That's why lobster's now. expensive. Thank, thank you, Al, for that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that he had decent food. He had his cell to himself and he had a nice bed and yeah and they preserved it for the uh everything there is still the original stuff that was his which kind of lends towards the whole it being haunted by him because it was so nice yeah (laughs) well it's because it was his possessions and he did spend quite a bit of his time there Mm -hmm. i think altogether he ended up out of the 11 years that he was supposed to spend he only spent eight years there um, but yeah, like that's their, one of their biggest ghosts that's supposed to be haunting Alcatraz's Al Capone. Going to, did he die in Alcatraz? No, he did not. So See? he, and as I said, in uh, 1939, he was released due to medical needs. Right. So they released him to a hospital. He stayed at a hospital, got better. And then he went and had like everybody's version of like an awesome retirement of going to Florida. He went to Florida, retired and spent the last of his days there. He died in 1947 from a heart attack. Wow. Yeah. But he died powerless. He ended up giving up all this power in Chicago and I'm pretty sure that he had a whole bunch of money stashed because as far as I know, like he never had to worry about finances. Oh, sure. Well, if he's worth as much as he was back then, he'd had to have yeah. him laundering everywhere, probably, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think of it kind of like in um, Shawshank Redemption, when yeah. they have, like, that little tomb oh, right. that's hidden. Yeah. I picture him doing something like that, but in Florida, where he had, like, something hidden and just goes there and leaves behind the whole, the whole mobster life. I think his, um, going back to him being a ghost at Alcatraz Mm -hmm. I think that there are different simply like different types of ghosts well there's two different types of hauntings there's intelligent and then there's um residual yes residual I think that's what that would be because there's accounts of him being in other places too and I Mm -hmm. think it's like he spent a lot of time there and so yet, it's just it's all repeating. his original stuff. So yeah, it's just, it's just repeating. Imprint. There's like nothing there. He's mm-hmm. just it's just repeating energy. Yeah, caught in a time loop or something, something like that. You yeah, know? my my job's full of those. Really? Yes. <laughs> Do tell. Well, I'm not a sex worker. <laughs> I'll I'll just go out and say it. I'm a postal worker. I work for the post office. I don't, don't at me. I don't want to hear your complaints. I think it's ridiculous that people complain about my job and they don't know what it entails. That's all I'm going to say about that. But my building is full of, uh, it's older, I guess. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people committed suicide for some reason. It's like the job's depressing or something. <laughs> but there are definitely 
um, residual energies in that building. There's a there's at least five. Like, <laughs> oh wow, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, and you know, believe me or not, I don't care. But I swear. And one guy there, <laughs> my coworker Jack. I think I've talked to him about him before, but he's. I'm like Jack. Do we even go? So he just looks at me. He's like, "Who'd you see?" <laughs> and it's like this guy on, on the well on the machine over there uh, I thought it was a supervisor watching me but when I looked he was gone like that happens a lot so I know that that guy did that a lot whoever it was mm. but according to Jack who's been there for a long longer than I have um, there's a lot of people that have died either tragically in like a car accident or there's two or three guys that have committed suicide by like hanging themselves in their house or drinking all their pills. Oh wow. It's really sad. He's like, and that poor bastard still comes to work. And then, you know, I told him like, it's just residual energy. They're not really here. It's just, they've been here so much that, I mean, you're going to be here too, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Secrets have you, out. Have, have you ever tried to ghost hunt there? No. What? That would look so weird. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe you have like an EMF attached to your neck or something. <laughs> I think with all the friction and heat and paper particles that it would just go off all the time anyway. And you'd be like, holy shit, this place is bogged down with ghosts. Um, apparently there is one ghost that isn't energy and he likes to slam a specific locker in the male bath the men's bathroom so and i'm like well he doesn't bother me so i don't care (laughs) that's the men's locker (laughs) not my problem (laughs) right is that all you got about al capone that's it should i read off my very pale paper here yeah okay so i'm gonna we have so many technical problems but sam brought out her printed paper of of her story and it looks like she used gray ink. That's running out. That's running out, <laughs> but we used gray ink and flipped <coughs> the page backwards to where I'm looking at it from the back side, like trying to see through it to see the writing, and it it's not. <laughs> it's so it's so. It's have okay, fun I with got that. This. <laughs> I got glasses. I can read this. Okay, so what I did because this is a very special episode is I just grabbed a couple of serial killer facts about statistics and maybe people that I've been wanting to cover. Okay. Just tiny tidbits. (gasps) Tidbits! Whenever I think of tidbits, I think of nipples. I don't know why. That's weird. Um, Okay, so I got these from factorytriever.com. And the chive.com, people.com, and just Google search it. God damn it. Just, it's not hard. Anybody could do this. Mm-hmm. You just Google it. <laughs> okay. So, according to one of these websites, I don't agree with absolutely everything that they had for their little facts. Okay. But I wrote down or copy and pasted the more interesting ones that I okay. that are to me interesting. So, Hit me, baby, with your facts. With your tidbits. Tidbits. So, the most prolific serial killer. Do you mm-hmm. think you know who this is? Do you think we covered him, maybe? Uh, Ed Gein? No. Fun fact, Ed Gein 
most likely was not a serial killer. Uh, no, then I'm not sure who. Okay. Do you need to know about Ed Gein real quick? Yeah. Okay. Ed Gein might have killed his brother, but we don't know for sure. Um, and I think he, it was like a war related thing or a fire related. I think it was a fire related thing. I don't remember. It's not important. He may or may not have killed his brother. Mm. We don't know for sure. And we never will. Um, he did kill one woman and I think he might have killed another person, but he liked to, uh, he idolizes his mother mm-hmm. and when his mother died, he kind of went off the rails a bit mm-hmm. and he started, um, What's it called when you dig up a body? Uh, when you're like robbing graves? Well, I guess, but he would. I'm trying to think of like the actual medical legal term, like when police officers do it. Mm, I don't remember. Excavate? No, that's not. It. <laughs> <laughs> he would take uh, women, recently deceased women, from their graves and take them back to his house, and that's when he would like. That's kind of like the grave, body suit and stuff. grave robbing. It is, yeah, it's you grave know, robbing. He's ra- he's robbing them from their graves and then making body suits out of them. Yeah, but yeah, and he he, he was not a cannibal. Everybody thinks he was a cannibal. He wasn't. He was just he had, if he had an Etsy store today, he'd be killing it. Okay, <laughs> he was very creative with his crafts. He had what was it? He had everything in his house was made out of skin. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, he had like skull ashtrays and he had um a lampshade made out of nipples or something and they like had that. a belt made out of nipples okay and the lampshade had lips for the drawstring oh okay so that's and he had like a box of vulvas or something oh and um i mean he did have weird parts in his kitchen but i don't he didn't eat parts he, he just, just he wanted to be a woman and there are things saying that he couldn't get a sex change but he wanted one mm-hmm that was in the early 1900s. I don't think there were sex change operations back then. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that it wasn't. At a least thing. it wasn't really practiced by right by people. It would be like probably like if you did it, it was like a legal abortion kind of situation yeah. where you have to go to some shady area to get your dick chopped off or something. Mm-hmm. Like hormones wasn't really looked into, you know. So I think that's bullshit. Prove me wrong if you want. That's yeah. fine. I'd love to hear about it. So that's Ed Gein. Uh, the most prolific serial killer. That's what we're talking about. Uh, Dr. Harold Shipman from Shipman. 1946 to 2004. I've never Through heard of this 2004? guy. 2004? Yeah. He is regarded as the most prolific serial killer in modern history with over 250 murders ascribed to him. He was a British doctor who murdered his patients. The oldest was a 93-year-old woman and the youngest was a 41-year-old man. He hung himself in a cell in 2004, a day before his 58th birthday. That's all I know about that guy, but I never heard of him before. Yeah, I've never heard of him either. Or what he did. It's very basic facts that want you needing for more. Oh, I like that. They're juicy. How, when do you think the term serial killer came about? Like, what year around? Do you remember? Uh, I think it was in the 60s or 70s. It was 1971. Oh, so, oh, look at me. I was in the right ballpark. You were. And it was uh, termed by FBI Special Agent Robert Kessler, which I have told you was a name that you would recognize eventually. Yeah. Um, He came up with that in 1971. Crime Times reports that psychopaths have a greater fear threshold 
and are less likely to respond to fear-inducing stimuli. So in other words, they may be immune to fear. Additionally, their startle reaction was significantly less than average people, meaning they need a higher level of thrill or stimulation in order to have an intense experience. Which might explain, like, like people who need to cliff dive and stuff. That's how they get their thrills. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of the factors into why they need to kill people is because the thrill of getting caught might oh. be more intense than anything else, really. Oh, so they're kind of like an adrenaline junkie. Yeah, but it's a saying. lot harder for them to get it because they don't have the... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I've never thought about that. That's really interesting. Really? Yeah. So very few serial killers turn themselves in. Um, I don't know how true this is. Only Ed Kemper called the police to confess. He was wait. He waited at a telephone booth to be picked up. Have you know who Ed Kemper is? Uh, remind me. Ed Kemper was like six foot nine, big guy. Like think of. I'm sorry, Matt, but think of Matt. <laughs> <laughs> um. That's actually instantly who I started picturing. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's tall. Let's give him that. Matt's our tall guy. Um, but he was also called the co-ed killer, I think, where um, he would... Um, man, he did so much. He did a lot of fucked up things. Um, he was the one that was attacking like colleges, right? Yeah, like he would go to phone books or something or directories and like call all the numbers to like girls dorms or whatever this is all off memory and then he would go hey do you want to go on a date or whatever and some people would actually say yes and that's how we got some of them he would also drive around and pick up hitchhikers to learn how to talk to people because he had a hard time talking to people and then like so he would get the practice to become like this charming person but, you know, he always turned out to be weird. And then I think the saddest one, if this is the guy, was a fucking encyclopedia door-to-door saleswoman. Mm-hmm. Very young, I think. <laughs> she got the address wrong, thought it was his. And he's like, sure, let's talk about encyclopedias. And I think it was either in the garage or the basement. I might be crossing serial killers here. But wrong place, wrong time, girl. Mm. so freaking unfortunate yeah so Ed Kemper's a doozy okay Um, I think he also had the shoe fetish he's not the one that was only taking one shoe from each victim was he I don't know if that was one of his things but he really if it it was him it might not be Um, I know that that's a problem in Canada like but with the, the shoes washing up on shore? Yeah. It's sharks and feet floating. <laughs> Nobody knows. Um, what was another thing I was going to say about him? If he's the guy who was married to this woman that I'm thinking of, if this is the right serial killer, she like commented on his weight one time, and he went and put on a dress, and then came back, and he's like, because it fit him it was one of her dresses and it was mm-hmm. one of those you gotta be fat too because this fits me or something and there was just like really awkward like silent oh. stare and then he just kind of left <laughs> put, it, put his other clothes on that might be I might be crossing like four different serial killers but oh Ed Kemper Jesus 
Okay. John E. Robinson is dubbed the first internet serial killer after being released from prison in 1993 for running a prostitution ring using the name Slave Master. He started to lure women in chat rooms to his home where he murdered him them. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's weird because there was like Plain 76. There was somebody who had that as their scream name and now that gives like a whole uh, different like why would you have that as your scream name? Uh, you should tell them. But the, the E's in it was threes. Was okay, like, I wow. think we're safe here. Because <laughs> this is just spelt Slave Master. Some historical notorious serial killers include the 15th century nobleman, Gilles du Rey, who fought alongside Joan of Arc. Which I didn't know was actual real history. I mean, I think I did, but also I didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, uh, 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 anyway. <laughs> uh, during the Hundred Years' War. After she was executed, he had his servants lure young boys to his castle where he would torture, sexually assault, and kill them. Okay. Holy crap. Joan of Arc, why didn't you see it coming? Should have nicked it in the bud. She was burned at the stake, wasn't she? He, but he fought alongside her. You don't think there's warning signs? Signs. Well, I mean, maybe they were both like, "Well, I'm pretending to be a man in a war," or is that what? I don't. Let's stop talking about that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Out of all the states in the U.S., uh, and I read more than one thing claiming they were different states, but out of all the states in the U.S., which one do you think has the highest number of serial killers, serial homicide cases in the 20th century? Oregon. Why would you think Oregon? Because we, we live here. Well, because we have a lot of, a lot of, like, secluded areas. This is not Alaska. <laughs> I'm just saying. Alaska's that's... worse with its secluded places. But I would say here. It's California. According to this source. Okay. Well, what other source? I don't know. I wrote this up at 8 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and I hadn't even gone to bed yet. Oh, poor man. <laughs> um... 60% of the national total, Maine has the lowest. Zero. I don't know how true this is. They're liars. Liars. <laughs> Lying. <laughs> Sorry to anybody who lives in Maine. We're, we don't really think you're liars. You're just really good at killing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. They're so good they don't get caught. Right. Have you heard the ninja thing where it's like, what if every country has ninjas? But uh, China's are the worst, or oh, Japan, or whatever, that would, because you know about them. That'd be crazy. My <laughs> mind would be blown. <laughs> um, the United States has the highest number of serial killers with a 76% of the world's total. Europe comes in a distant second with 17%. Okay. In an effort to establish precise criminal classifications, the FBI distinguishes between serial killing and spree killing. A serial killer always experiences a cool-off time. Yeah. An emotional cooling-off period between his crimes. Well, that's sexist. A hiatus that lasts anywhere from days to years. A spree killer, in contrast, is someone who murders a string of people in several locations with no cooling-off period. I think a perfect example of a spree killer would be, I think his name is Richard Speck, who killed a lot of nurses and then just kept killing. He, like, killed, and I think the nurses was, like, the last people that he could. Uh. Richard Speck was just an angry drunk man. I think he, 
Man, I'm going to cross so many people today. I think he saw someone asleep at a light and woke him up after he killed people. Why would you do that? Why would you be a good citizen and stop someone and like go, hey, dude, you're sleeping, wake up. Maybe that's not Richard Speck. Maybe it's another one. Uh, Without any social structure in his life, a serial killer is unable to have a normal sexual relationship and is thus forced into solo sexual activities. See how biased this is about their facts? Mm -hmm. But I wrote this one down because of a certain reason. In some cases, they turn to obsessive masturbation, as in the case of Soviet serial killer Andrei Chikatilo, who had scars on his genitals due to aggressive masturbating. What? I told Jeremy about that one last night. (laughs) Oh my god, how hard do you have to be masturbating to make that happen? Like, I'm imagining they don't, like, spit on their hands or whatever. They don't have lube, and then they have calluses. Uh, remember that one uh, funny video way back when we were in high school? And it was, like, the chick, and she's like... Why didn't I know you were going to bring her up? <laughs> I'm going to make it so dry for you. So, what? It's like a desert in my mouth. No, oh. that's not good. Oh, kinky. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to bite it. Bite it. No, that's terrible. It's the opposite of good. You're so kinky. (laughs) God. What a fucking internet gem if you could find that shit. (laughs) You'll love this one. Okay. This is going to be your favorite. There's a board game called Serial Killer. What? Yeah. Uh, it's it was. Is everybody uh, going to be a serial killer, or just well, one person? It created controversy when it was put on the market a few years ago. Oh, so it's a it's a newer game. Sure. The winner, <laughs> I don't know, I don't remember when this article was written. Um, the winner of the game was the person who had the highest body count at the end of it. And the game came in a package, or it came packaged in a plastic body bag. That's nice. You want it, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of do. I kind of want to play it. And I hate board games. Hey, I have... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I know. After I said that, I'm like, should I keep that in the podcast? I don't want to be a serial Hey, if you listen to the latest episode of My Favorite Murder, you'll learn that Conan O'Brien either wants to be a murder victim or murder people himself. So... That's nice. At him. <laughs> Okay. Um, perhaps you've heard of this lady. Um, she was thought back in the day to actually be a vampire. Is she the countess or the that one royal person who lived in the... And, and she would have all of the young maids yep. come work with her. And yeah. then she would like, slit their throats and drain them into the bathtub and she would bathe in their blood. Yep, so there's that fact. And use their blood <laughs> as makeup. Elizabeth Bath- Bathory. That place is supposedly super haunted. Yeah. Um, says she was... After her husband's death, she and four collaborators were accused of torturing and killing hundreds of girls and young women. One witness places the number at 600 victims, though they were convicted of 80. How would the witness know? Well, the witness was a servant who was just doing as they were told. Right. And you would see these young girls go in and never come back. I know that, like, they started having to go further and further and further and further away to bring people in. 
that makes sense. Because like all of a sudden there's no young maidens around anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. In 1999, Pakistani serial killer Javid Iqbal, David, Javid, this dude Mm -hmm. that was in Pakistan, Mm -hmm. he was a serial killer, and he was sentenced to death the way he had killed his victims, which maybe if we did that, there'd be less serial killings of gruesome nature, I guess. I don't know what I'm trying to say. He was to be strangled in front of the victim's families, dismembered, and then burned in a vat of acid, the same way he had killed over 116-year-old boys. However, he was found dead in his cell before the execution could be carried out. How did he die? I don't know. These are just little facts directly copy-pasted, and that's all the information they gave. Hmm. But, like, if it was suicide... That sucks because he needs to know what he did. <laughs> he he knows. After one of his first victims disappeared, serial killer and cannibal Nathaniel Bar Jonah began holding cookouts in which he served burgers and chili to his guests. Never go to cookouts. Never go to barbecues. Only eat the food that you prepare from the animals you kill. Okay. But I love. That's what we're learning here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Wait, but but then that would mean nobody would come to my barbecues or cookouts or anything. I could trust you for a little while more, I guess. Okay, thank you. Um, he told them the he told his guests that the meat was from deer hunting, but after being caught, the police found he had no rifle, no hunting license, and had never been deer hunting in his life. They also discovered a number of recipes, including little boy pot pie and French fried kid, things like that. He was eating children? I guess. Uh, Venezuelan serial killer and cannibal. Wow, why do I do this to myself? Uh, This serial killer, his name starts with a D. (laughs) Starts with a D. My American ass is going to say his name is Door Angel. Okay? Okay. It's Door Angel Vargas. Vargas? Probably Vargas. Okay. Why do we always do... Texas Texan accents when we do us as Americans, yeah, <laughs> because we're playing into like the stereotypical American. <laughs> what all, all other people think of is just like go big or go home. Yeah, all right. America. I have a feeling a lot of people hate me right now. That's fine. Uh, he confessed to killing and eating at least ten victims. He also stated that he didn't eat overweight people because he thought they had too much cholesterol, so he was being healthy about it. <laughs> Only the finest meats will do. <laughs> In the middle of a three-year killing spree, over which he is believed to have murdered up to 130 people, serial killer Rodney Alcala was contestant on a TV show called The Dating Game. The Dating Game? Yeah. And he was even picked by the Bachelorette. However, she followed up on it. She never followed up on the date because she thought he was creepy. So why would you pick somebody that you thought Because was- he was charming at the time. See, serial killers learn how to mimic the best in human emotions. Okay. Like Ted Bundy. Yeah. But then he's like, I won. I could show my true self. I guess. I've heard a podcast about this guy. It's fucked up. Was it on uh, My Favorite Murder? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think so. I need to listen to that one then. 
I'm pretty sure it was that one, yeah. Deborah Sherman Coughlin. <laughs> You're giving me this look like, she did what? And I didn't even say anything. Deborah, PhD, a criminal profiler, has interviewed 25 female serial killers, say female killers can actually be more lethal than their male counterparts because they use covert methods. smarter. <laughs> that is often there is little to no evidence that a homicide had been committed like I, like I was gonna say that it'd be like hell yeah but I'm like wait <laughs> I'm, I'm just go for it <laughs> I'm gonna get a tattoo someday that, that's the quote from Jurassic Park that says um, dinosaurs eat man women inherit the earth <laughs> with my favorite dinosaurs <laughs> It's not going to be mini weenie down. What? It's not going to be mini weenie down. What the fuck is that <laughs> from? Never mind. That's from our podcast. Is it? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I remember that. Picture of a little hot dog. Right. Okay, last one. According to Kel Heller, Kel Elher, Kel Elher, Kel Elher, Kel Elher. I'm leaving all that in. According to Kalelher typology, female serial killers can be divided into five groups. Black widows. Okay. Um, I'm going to let you try to define these. So black widow, black widow serial killer. Black widow is a woman who basically marries a dude, kills him off, collects the insurance, goes on to another dude... Does the same kind of ruse, and each time will probably try to kill him in a slightly different fashion so that the police don't catch on. Or the, the, really stupid in the same exact way. Yeah. Don't get too ahead of yourself, but you're right. They, Women who kill husbands or other companions and family members. And, and they keep doing it yeah. over and over again. Angels of death? Angels of death are people who believe that they are giving their victims mercy by having them die rather than having them live horrible life and there I remember that there was one that was like famous for um when she would give a woman or when a woman would go to her she was a doctor uh for an illegal abortion she would murder them thinking that it was I always wanted to cover like an, a haunted abortion clinic or something like that mm. you know but never got to it never could really find any solid articles or anything yeah Maybe the uh, topic is a little too dark. <laughs> I think the topic is very dark. Yeah. But you're right. They're usually like nurses or RNs or... Nurses, doctors, yeah, RNs. People but... responsible for giving medications. Yeah. And they, they're they usually like... They, they think they see somebody suffering and they know it would be better if they just died. So they yeah. just kill the person. Sexual predators. Well, that's... Very pr- rare. For yeah. a woman, um, most famous is probably Eileen Wuornos. I don't know who that is. Really? They made a movie about her called Monster. Haven't seen it. She was, she had a very interesting life. Uh, basically, she was a prostitute. But I don't, I don't think we think it's for sex anymore. I think it was just to kill men and take their money. Because she was like trying to make a living and really didn't really know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for her and her girlfriend. <clears throat> Eventually, when she got caught, she actually got adopted by this couple who wanted to make money off of her story, basically. And then, yeah, 
think she uh, said fuck you. But yeah, she killed. She killed men while doing prostitute stuff. Okay. And uh, this says it's the only identified example. I don't know if that's really true. Revenge killers. Okay, well, that's when somebody has done you wrong, and so you kill them. Right. There's so many people on my list. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not on your list, am I? Not anymore. (laughs) This episode says a lot about me. (laughs) Not anymore? (laughs) Does that mean that I used to be, or I'm going to be dead soon, or what? Uh, Profit killers. Women who kill for financial gain, which pretty much fits in the Black Widow category. But Black Widow and profit killers can be. I'm glad that you didn't make me guess that one because I was thinking like prophet of God kind of thing. And I was going to be like, don't drink the Kool Aid. (laughs) Don't drink the Kool Aid. It's Flavor Aid, (laughs) Jesse. He was too cheap to buy the on brand. (laughs) That's it. Those are just some little tidbits. Um, Yay, tidbits. I had more. I guess it cut out, but like there's. Um, an estimated 25 to 50 serial killers at any one given moment in the United States. Oh, wow. That's from FBI. Um, I think FBI. Robert Kessler actually gov. said that. Oh. Was like at any moment, at any time in the United States. He died, I think, in 2004. But like we can guess about that. I mean, we just caught one in Florida the other day. Or the other year. <laughs> you know? Just some stuff. Some little tidbits. I love it. I love your tidbits. It's like tidbit cereal and I'm mowing down on it. On human made. <laughs> Those are, you know, I wanted to include some things and just put in little tiny facts about some people that I wanted to talk about in the future. I think Ed Gein and Ed Kemper and Eileen Murdos. Those would specifically be some pretty cool ones to talk about. Yeah. Because they're... Uh, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably already heard about them and know a little bit about them, because every true crime podcast has covered these people. Mm-hmm. Every true crime files, every documentary from ID Channel has something on these guys. But, um, Ed Kimber might also be... Maybe he's not. There's one shoe fetish guy who's like raised at Grants Pass, I think. What? Yeah, so that's like our closest, more f- most famous serial that's... killer. It might. I don't think it's Ed Kimber, but we have one. That's crazy. Yeah, that's it. Now for the hard news. No. Uh, so this is the last episode of True Crime and a Glass of Wine. This yes. is it. Uh, we would like to take time out to thank all you guys, our listeners, for sticking with us and listening to all of our crazy episodes and hanging out with us while we talk about murder and crime and wine and ghosts and and just be silly things that happen in our lives and things like that but this uh this podcast is run its course for us um we're pretty happy with how much we've accomplished and it's i mean we don't really you can take any guesses on why it's ending but mostly we just miss hanging out the way that we used to yeah and yeah, just one less thing to have to do would help greatly with our individual lives and things like that. So, that's it. That's yeah. the bitter end. Um, patron, um, I'm going to be closing all the... Uh, we'll leave Instagram up 
because it has a couple pictures on it. I mean, we haven't updated it in ages. I know. But we'll leave it up for bitter memories, but everything else is going to go down. And I'll take it down probably in a week or two after this post so people can catch up and figure out why everything's closing. Yeah. Here at first. Uh, patron. Uh, people have gotten refunds. They oh. did get stuff out of the patron, but mm-hmm. I figured because it wasn't open very long, we might as well give them their money back. Yeah. I don't want to be a jerk. I want to also give a special shout out and thanks to Soren for all of his... Oh, yeah. He would have been here, but he's not here. So. Yeah, he would be here, but he's not here. And he doesn't know about this yet either. Mm. <laughs> did you tell him? I don't remember. If I, I don't if think I, I did. I need to tell it. him. And I want to give a special thanks to you. Who? Me? Yeah, you. Why? <laughs> I failed. That's, like, that's just like the biggest glare I've ever seen. Why? Why? <laughs> well, I don't know, because like, you know, you made me do something that I normally would have never thought about doing, and it's been kind of a really cool, crazy adventure to go on with you, and I'm just really happy. That's cool. It forced us to spend time with each other when we really had no time to spend it together. <laughs> Hurry up, we gotta record, we got three episodes in only five hours, let's go! And just Our voices are destroyed by the end of it. Oh god, I know there's one time when I went home... And I wanted to say something to Ian. I think I was asking him how Liam was because he had Liam. And and I couldn't, like, get any sound out of my voice. It was just, like, a bunch of, like, squeaking sound. Yeah, like, I sounded like the grudge monster, you know? Or how many times I've been absolutely sick from drinking too much. <laughs> I still don't I, enjoy drinking anymore. I know. you have, Well, that's, I was going to say, we haven't drink on our podcast in several episodes because or if we did it was like one glass maybe there was one time we drank after that yeah it wasn't much that was not a fun night for me yeah, i stayed there not... for at least four hours oh, after you guys left God, woke so up with a fucking cinnamon in my mouth <laughs> because someone <laughs> shoved it in there you need sustenance pop <laughs> it's nasty have you had a Cinnabon since then? I don't think so. That's ruined it for you. <laughs> and but we've had we've had a lot of laughs yeah. on this, and and we've had a lot of goodness come from this. Yeah, so. we had a lot of really fun um, uh, listeners. Some people who've reached out to us. It was really nice to see. Yeah, it was very touching. Very cool comments and getting to know some of you. Um, so that Sam's being... also proved her like crazy computer skills and smarts because oh, she's the one who's that. always done all the editing. That and is everything. one of the reasons why this is ending. <laughs> just put it out there, and it's not even a secret. Like I've desperately posted apologies and little tiny rants saying that I have no business editing this thing. <laughs> I mean, I get it done, but it takes way longer than it should. I don't know what the deal is, and I'm tired of fighting it. And I'd rather enjoy my time and go to bed with joy in my heart from the time we spend together instead of just be Why so am I doing this to myself. Yeah. I miss I'm excited for us to get back to doing art nights and going on our little day adventures where we just go do something. Yeah. I mean if anything well no, I don't wanna add that. I don't wanna make any promises to anybody. I don't want to say that we're going to post things occasionally from us of anything. We're just not. If you want to get 
a hold of us or spy on us or whatever, you know my Twitter by now. It's uh, at, at Don't Call Me Sammy. Mm-hmm. And if you want to go over there to see what I'm up to, then go over there. I'm never really on Twitter or any social media <laughs> very much. <laughs> yeah, so... so that's and you know that's really all i'm interested in giving out but as you could tell i'm already really losing my voice right now yeah it's leaving as i'm speaking gosh well i mean we've had some really long recording sessions where it's been like five six hours of just sitting yeah and recording. like when we first started oh, yeah. we would do a normal episode a, a mini. mini or two yeah and then uh we did like an oh shit episode one day yeah and then there was a couple times where we've had to do two full episodes and a mini. Yeah. And then those, yeah. And then um, we've been through a lot. I mean, you've been raising a kid through uh-huh. it. My Simba died and we got a Declan out of that. <laughs> and Declan is, is my fur god baby. <coughs> I started calling him Boom Mike. Because when he walks around the house and like sees his tail, <laughs> it looks like a fluffy like movie set <laughs> <Yeah>. mic. <laughs> so it's just like <laughs> it looks like a boom mic walking around the house. <laughs> but that's it. Sorry, guys. Hopefully, you weren't looking forward to this lasting forever. I kind of thought maybe it would, but well, I, I everything too. needs an I... end. And I think this is as far as it could really go, honestly. Yeah. Maybe it would have ended up being something a little more in five years as far as, like, income-wise. But we can't keep dragging along the way we are. <coughs> yeah. But I'm still happy with the, the way everything's turned out. And for our fan base, everybody's been... Well, except for the, like, few haters in between. Everybody's yeah, been like, really how, nice. How, how, how much longer... Can we keep getting... It's fine, the way you think about the podcast. I don't care anymore. But, like, every time we get a negative review, yeah. I, like, no. I could read it one time and know the whole thing word for word and then have, like, every comeback to that. <laughs> <laughs> and then that'll be there forever. And I'm just like, can I keep doing that to myself? Like, I know eventually you, you learn are... to not look at comments, yeah. but, like... But you're you're a sensitive soul, and that's something that is that should be cherished. <laughs> you know, I had to change my depression medication. Oh yeah. My doctor's like, "Well, you're not crying this time." <laughs> I'm like, "Thanks." <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite episode that you could think of off the top of your head? Uh, you know, I think <laughs> I think my my favorite. Most favorite is our first one that we did together. Oh, I hate that one. <laughs> Why do you hate that one? It's it's gold. It is gold in my mind. I actually did go back and try to see if there are any updates on Chiron. Yeah. And um, I couldn't find anything. I thought that one was fun, but I think the the funniest, and I always reference it, I'm always like, many wingy down. Like, that was one of the funnest recording sessions that we've ever did because I laughed so hard I practically peed myself um i think when we went ghost hunting oh don't don't even mention that oh it hasn't come out yet it'll never come out well i well i guess we can talk about it since the last one uh well wait maybe did we tell them that we went ghost hunting we've mentioned i took you orb hunting 
a couple nights before yeah. Halloween where we went to graveyards at almost midnight and <laughs> tried to find orbs and shit. take pictures. That was a lot of fun. I recorded a lot of it. Yeah. The way I wanted to present it in the podcast is something I'm incapable of doing because it's a whole new format and I've I've worked on it, but it's just too much but i can't figure out how to do it the way that was awesome that was so much fun we can do that again we should totally do that again (laughs) we should totally do that again because that was like that was a highlight if we do that again it won't be a podcast but we maybe do twitter updates on it or something yeah we should totally on my twitter because true crime and glass of wine media is gonna go away yeah (laughs) but uh who knows maybe i'll try to join the twitter bandwagon yeah, and if you do, I'll put it on my Twitter, if th- those yeah. who follow. Um, I really liked, as far as podcasts go, um, the personal, uh, it gets personal. The episode, oh, it gets personal. that was a really good one, yeah. I feel like that one, um, I don't know, I'm very passionate about people who are sex offenders mm-hmm. and why we keep letting them get on the streets. Yeah. And I'm going to be perfectly honest, the guy I talked about, mm-hmm. I also looked for updates on and didn't find anything, which hopefully means he's in jail. But I know where his house is. Oh. And I know it's only a block away from an elementary school. Oh, that's lovely. And that really pisses me off. And then if I ever wanted to buy that house, maybe I can get it for a cheaper price than what they're asking for on Zillow because a fucking pedophile lives there. <laughs> Just saying. I could probably get it for a lot less than $2,200,000. <laughs> is that how much it is? 221000 something something. Hmm. And I'm like, nowhere on Zillow does it say that a sex offender lives there. <laughs> <laughs> but I know what it looks like. And I know what car's in the driveway. <laughs> That's creepy. He's creepy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Same showing her stalker. Stalker said. How easy it is to find anybody on the internet is ridiculous. I I also have to say, I also kind of liked some of our our game ones, you know, when I would make a little yeah, game. Yeah, the those... earlier ones where you do the games. Those were cool. Yeah, those, were, those. those were pretty fun. I wish we could have talked about more ghosts and aliens and things. Mm, but yeah. those had the less, the fewest downloads. Yeah, nobody really seemed to care for those as much as we did. But I had fun looking up ghosts and cryptids and stuff and yeah. having mm. Sorn come and do all the work. <laughs> yeah, those were nice. <laughs> but... <clears throat> Um, the Lori Mansion was a fun one for me. Mm. That's the one when I did, was that the one when I did, uh, Jesse James? No. No, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember which one I did for that. I I remember yours though, but I don't remember mine. I remember when you did H.H. Holmes. (laughs) Oh yeah. You're like the first serial killer, which is fair. It says first serial killer in America is H.H. Holmes in that. Because mine is a little different. Mm-hmm. It was a family killing a bunch of people. Yeah. <clears throat> but I was like, I'll show you. <laughs> I'll show you the Bender family <laughs> with the most boring movie ever made. Oh, God. <clears throat> that movie was something else. <laughs> they all talk like 
this and every shot was at least 50 seconds long which is a long time to look at one thing when you're watching a movie. It was a very interesting... Sorry, did you fall asleep just there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How that movie? Uh, I'll, I'll leave the email open for anybody who... For whatever reason. Yeah, we'll check it periodically. Yeah, and it doesn't, like... I don't feel obligated to post anything to the email. Like, you yeah. Know? Um, well, so. just in case anybody wants to reach out, ask questions or whatever. Yeah. It'd be it'd be nice to still hear from you guys. and For anybody who's still, I don't know, for the people that we made connections with. Yeah. If anybody. If you want to talk to us about anything, our email will be there. Um, <coughs> and that's tcgwpodcast at gmail.com. And what else? Should we leave recommendations? My favorite murder, obviously. Yeah, we talked about that. What sparked this community of people either really listening or getting into or finding an outlet like we have. So My Favorite Murder is a good podcast. Um, uh, Last podcast on the left is really good on information. They're, They're a bit dry, and they might yeah, talk but but ways. some some people like that a little bit yeah you know well they're comedians what, but yeah that's that dry humor it's more than that it's like really offensive sometimes to listen to it they're better these days <laughs> other different kinds of podcasts I enjoyed uh, the habitat which is about um, having a colony on Mars. And, like, learning what it'd be like to be isolated. And that's, like, a really good podcast. And that's narrative's really good. Heavyweight is a really good podcast. I like Heavyweight. Cause that's I like the Jenna and Julian podcast. <laughs> There's the Jenna and Julian podcast. If you want to listen to people really spiking your audio into your earbuds. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a Tabletop Games does a kind of like a podcast for their Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, and then if you love Game Grumps like we do, you should listen to Dragons and Places. Oh, that's what I was referencing. Oh my god, Dragons and Places is so funny. Yeah. What else? We got anything else? I don't think there's anything else. No? Hey, you guys want to buy some podcast equipment? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm selling it. (laughs) There's no reason to hold on to this. It costs too much money. Uh, $300. When I paid over 500 I think it's a deal, right? Yeah, that's a deal. So email TCGW podcast <laughs> if you want to send me a little, like, $300, and then I'll send you all this stuff. We should do... And the backpack I keep it in. <laughs> and my show notes, so you can have it all. <laughs> we should do one last would you rather. Uh, would you rather run a podcast or just hang out? Hang out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, did you, was that the one you wanted, or do you want a different? Would you rather? I was going to be a little bit more serious, but that was serious. <laughs> do you have a would you rather? No, I was thinking you'd just look one up. God, I do everything in this podcast. <laughs> I know you're a superwoman in this podcast, and I'm like your lazy sidekick that just drags you down. <laughs> I did my part. I'm like. Dinoma, and you're the blue falcon. 
<laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is that reference? That doesn't even age us. That goes beyond us. I grew up watching all the cartoons my dad watched. <laughs> Try to find you want like a gross one. I don't care. Just give me one. Let's let's do this. Let's do this right. Let's end this on a good note. Ugh. Would you rather be locked in a room that is constantly dark for a week or a room that is constantly bright for a week? Constantly bright. That's easy. Is it? Yeah. Headaches. If it's bright and it's like an extremely well lit room that's like not going to like scar your eyes. All you need is a, like some material or your arm to be able to cover them to rest them so that you can sleep. This dude on YouTube who made it a YouTube Red Series, this was his first episode where he was in isolation for, like, I don't remember how long, but a period of time in a very bright, this is the room I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Everything in there is white. The room is white. The light is like the ones that Jeremy put in our fucking, that are... The like, outdoor yeah the like super floodlights <laughs> yeah and he said that he just couldn't get away from how bright it was and like even like how long could you do that you know yeah so it was like going through his eyelids when he's trying to sleep and shit too yeah but i figure if you're constantly in darkness that makes you batman no <laughs> just kidding <laughs> if you're I'll co- put the darkness it's like putting a i'll get a good sleep just super good sleep. Yeah, but how long are you talking about? For a period of time? I'm thinking like several days. I couldn't be in a dark room it's for a so week. A week? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd I couldn't it. I couldn't do that because I, do I don't I could become Batman. <laughs> <laughs> you do that. Okay, I got one. But I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Okay. Okay. Would you rather have to give up your phone, your computer, and your TV? For an entire year. Okay. Or. Would you have to constantly be on. Your computer. Or your phone. Like you even in the shower you have to be on it. Or you will die like a bomb will go off or something. I'd rather be without it for a year. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. We talked about this earlier. I don't like the internet right now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would miss it, but I would get over it pretty quickly. I'd just go back to my childhood where we didn't have these things. <laughs> yeah. We've got chores and a shitload of them. I would go buy that adorable crested gecko at... <laughs> I'm not going to name either of those. I'm going to bleep both of them out because they're both garbage places. But <laughs> I'm really hungry. Me too. Let's Let's end this thing. All right. Well, once again, love you guys. Thank you. And bye-bye. Thanks for listening with us this whole time. If this is your first episode, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.